this thing's on. You know a dream is like a river, ever changing as it flows. And a dream is just a vessel that must follow where it goes. Trying to learn from what's behind and never knowing what's in store makes each day a constant battle or just to stay between the show. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. I am Maxwell Ivey, known around the world as The Blind Blogger. This is another episode of What's Your Excuse? Where I hope to help you explode the excuses that are holding you back by exposing you to uh, interviews with people who have overcome adversity or difficult life circumstances. Uh, people who have started out and struck out and started their own new business. People who have actionable advice that you can use to get closer to your goals or people who I just happen to find interesting, inspiring, or that I want to talk to personally. And you can find me at theblindblogger.net. That's also where you can hire me to get you connected with podcasts and radio hosts so you can share your story, reach a wider audience, and grow your passion, theblindblogger.net. Uh, I do hope you will visit my sponsor, uh, Chip and Pam Edwards at createmyvoice.com. You can also find them by saying Alexa, play, create my voice, or Google, talk to create my voice. I have to, I have to kind of whisper or she'll hear me and start talking. But, or you can go the old-fashioned way, createmyvoice.com. And it's critical now, whether you believe it's something you need today or that you're going to need a few years from now, it's critical that you establish your brand on the voice speakers, that you claim the name, expression you want people to use, and just like in the early days of websites, if you don't claim it and somebody else does, it's theirs. And you may end up having to use a, a name that you don't really care for or that's hard to share with people. Or people may mistakenly go to somebody else's information uh, because they think they're going to you. So reach out to Chip and get that taken care of. So uh, today, I'm welcoming another great guest. Her name is Regina, and I'm not even going to try to say her last name because even Siri can't say it, and I know I will mess it up big time. But she is a lady of many talents and many experiences. She's a believer in lifelong learning. She uh, believes that by, through the many different skills she's accumulated, she can help people bring out their own inner peace and the inner peace in the family. And that by helping people one by one or families or groups at workshops and other, uh, other, other events, that eventually we can have a more sustainable, more peaceful, more mindful world. So that's where she's at. She's a, a former real estate agent and still, still real estate agent, excuse me, uh, a Reiki master, a mind soul coach, a mindfulness coach, a, uh, and a, and a mindset coach. I guess that all kind of runs together. I'm sure she'll explain that to me in a little bit. You can find her at innerpeacenow.com. So, Regina, uh, welcome to What's Your Excuse? Hi, Max. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. I mean, who could be around that voice and not feel better? So we're going we're gonna to have a great conversation today, I'm sure. Oh, thank you so much. You have me grinning from ear to ear. I, I was very inspired when I met you, even before we physically met, and um, you have just, you've touched my heart 
in, in a very profound way. You are with me even when you don't know it because I think about you a lot and how you've shown up for me and just reminded me that, you know, we're all here, I feel, on a mission. And, you know, even just the, the name of your podcast, it's so relevant, you know, what's your excuse? Like, really, that's all that is when people don't do what they're here to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we have a mutual friend, Orly Shamir, who I can't say her last name. Uh, she keeps wanting me to change the name of my podcast. She's like, Max, why don't you go, why don't you call it what it is? Um, what the hell is your excuse? And I keep telling her I can't do that because they'll get mad at me at Apple and I'll have to change my branding and I'll get one of those R ratings that'll mean the kids can't listen. Yeah. And I think it's pretty powerful. What's your excuse? Like, I think the punch is there without it needing to be emphasized. It's there, in my opinion. Well, I appreciate that. So, so why don't you tell people a little bit more about Regina and, uh, and how it is that you be became somebody who is so interested in, in, in self-learning and in, uh, especially in these various, uh, these various personal development arenas that you've studied in so far? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I always say that my path hasn't been a very pretty and glorious one. In fact, it's been a little bit of a, a cluster, <laughs> to say it nicely. Um, you know, we, like, the, we like those stories on What's Your Excuse, so you're right at home here, girl. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's not Yellow Brick Road, right? It's a little bit of a windy twist and turns, and there's been cobwebs along the way. And if I knew what I know now, I would do it all over again just the same way. And the truth is, is I feel I was put here as you were to, to teach and to lead people in the direction of their dreams and to help people facilitate what it is that they came here for. You know, I feel that we all come here with, I call it a backpack of tools. And it's kind of like, you know, when we're in elementary school, when we're little, and those of us that are fortunate and lucky enough to have our lunches made for us, we used to go to school. And I think the kids would often ask each other, hey, what's in your lunchbox today or your bag? And so you would, you know, compare notes and say one has peanut butter and jelly and the other has a grilled cheese sandwich. And so I feel like we come into the world with this backpack of tools and their gifts. And our whole life mission is to identify what we came here for and what's in the backpack. And some people are fortunate enough to find out early in life. And some people spend their whole lifetime, sometimes up until their deathbed, asking themselves, what are they here for? And, you know, I, I feel meeting you was just another reminder for me that there is no such thing other than excuses, why people don't do what they do. It's fear and excuses. And, you know, we're very fortunate, I feel, in this time of life, in this time of history, to be here because the coronavirus, to me, is just a metaphor for our consciousness as, as humanity and as a society. And if we can be intelligent, emotionally intelligent enough to, to get it and to wake up, <laughs> as I say, each one of us has the responsibility to serve each other and to be our best self and to remind each other when we're not. So I feel I've hit my head a lot in life and I've you know scratched my knees, so to speak. I've made a lot of mistakes. And knock on wood, I've, I've learned from those mistakes, and I will continue making mistakes because I'm human. And I look forward to learning from them. And um, I think the biggest 
gift we can get in life is to learn from other people's mistakes and utilize that as, as tools and fuel for living our best lives. Yeah, I sometimes think that I got here with a backpack, but I've had to find some of the stuff that should have been in it when I got here. I had to pick it up <laughs> along the way. Other people have had to go, see, look, right there. It's right in front of you. It's right in front of you. Look, it was right there. Now pick that up. That's, that's yours, you know? Yeah. And there have been, uh, for example, I for it took me two years before I finally accepted that my uh, story of doing what I do uh, has power to inspire other people, but it took other people in my life saying, Ike, look right there. That's you. And so, um, did you always know that you were on this path and that you had this, this, uh, this in you, or is it something you've recently, uh, totally come to understand? And if so, were you able to, to understand it alone or was it something you understood because somebody wiser pointed it out to you? That's a really good question. So, it's definitely a combination of both. I feel that looking back, even, you know, the last couple of weeks, I've had a little bit more time to reflect and, you know, go through some things like my diaries, my journals, that kind of stuff. And it's been really cool as I look through even my business businesses and I look through the theme has always been this quench and thirst for inner peace. Right. And this, I, this longing for happiness and joy and, although the work itself has refined itself and I'm, I'm much more clear now what, not what, but more like how I serve people, the what has always been there. And I, I look through the past and I see this um, lineage and this, this theme in my life of constantly searching for the truth and searching for joy and happiness. And it wasn't until I stopped looking that it finally came. And now I I feel like it just is there, you know, and, and of course there's moments like, you know, I'm human, right? We're all human and we have moments of breakdowns and we, we forget, we get disconnected. And I think that's been the journey is to be reminded that inner peace is a consistent practice. It's like brushing your teeth. Like just because I brushed my teeth yesterday doesn't mean I'm not supposed to brush my teeth today. You know, it's a daily practice, just like yoga, just like meditation, just like kindness. Right. Kindness is something that actually does take practice because people are not always nice to each other and life is not always rosy and rainbows. I mean, you can, you know, I'm sure you'd be the first person to attest to that. There's been a lot of opportunities and challenges that I feel make us better, but we have to be able to see it that way instead of being bitter. Right. It comes down to uh, deciding that you're going to see it that way and then practicing. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are done a disservice by coaches in the area of affirmations and mindset and positivity is that no one really stresses enough just how hard it is to establish either of those as a habit. Hello? Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think you're right because what the law of attraction, which um, is a it's, a, it's a theory, right? Or maybe it's not a theory. It's a, a way of being, right? There's this law of attraction. Some of your audience probably has heard of it and maybe others haven't, but it's a concept that what you think about you create, right? And what you focus on expands. And just like any athlete or any 
musician will say, you have to practice your craft, right? Maybe even podcasting, right? To be a great podcaster, you have to practice. You have to get good at asking questions and editing and all this stuff, whether you're doing it or not and having someone else do it, but there's a craft to it. There's an art form. And I, I feel that, you know, what we're talking about is part of that and having a positive mindset. It's, it's funny because I have a, a good friend who used to say, it's like walking your dog. You have to tell your dog where to use the bathroom, right? You can go over here. You can't go in the house, you know, training it. Right. And so the brain, the mind is a lot like a puppy where we have to train it. You're right? Like, no, don't, don't park over there. You can't go pee over there. You have to come over here and you kind of have to like take the leash and constantly remind the brain. No, no, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. We're going to, we're going to stay on this course. Let's not turn on the, the news. Let's turn off the news, you know? And, um, and so I, I, I do what I do for my clients and my, my students is I also practice that because I'm human and I forget sometimes. And I, I'm the first person that will raise my hand and say, you know, if somebody cuts me off in traffic, my first instinct is to call them a bad name, but that's not going to serve <laughs> me. Right. So I ask myself in that moment, do I choose love or do I choose something different? And so yeah. part of the path of internal peace is reminding and teaching people the power of that moment and making the choice. And, um, that's part of the, the, the reason why I chose that for my company is internal peace now, not later, not tomorrow, not when I have that better job or that better relationships, but now, like, why do I need to wait six months to have a better internal peace? You know, that's, that's an excuse, right? When people say, I need to have more and I need to be this and I need to do that and I need to lose 10 pounds and then I'll be happy. Like, no, you, you be happy when you decide to be happy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I know from your example there, I want to follow up on that just a little bit about how somebody cuts you off in traffic. Your first instinct is to say a bad word. And then is your next instinct is to take a loving approach to it. Um, I think some people, they get bogged down in that first instinct and they think they, they think they are just a bad person who can never be that positive loving person. But the trick is, just like your example there, the trick is to go, I just said something negative. At the moment you realize that, to follow it up with something positive or to at least follow it up with positive thoughts. So, uh, so I love the example there. I think that uh, a lot of people, they feel like they're such, they're such bad people when they have that first instinct. Yeah. And, and that's part of it, right? I love that you brought that up because it is a process. And what I teach is a three-step process, which is part of what I call the inner peace revolution journey, which is the first step is deciding. So in that moment, to use the example, in that moment of traffic where somebody cuts us off, we can ask ourselves, do I want to choose peace or do I want to hang on to this for the rest of the day? So the first step is to choose the second step is to let go of the past. So I can ask myself, do I want to be stuck in this experience? Do I want to let this person, whoever it is, piss me off for the rest of the day? Or do I want to let it go and move on with the rest of my afternoon? Right? Because a lot of people, right. and there was a lot of times in my life where I was that person where it would bother me for the rest of the day. You know, I can't believe that guy who cut me off. Oh my God. He, 
you know, he threw the finger up at me and what a jerk and then and then <laughs> giving my power away for the rest of the day when it was a two, 10 second situation. But by holding on to the past, we recreate the past over and over again. And the third piece is to come back to the present moment and to recognize we do have a choice and that we can move forward and take inspired action. So the first step is to choose. The second step is let go of the past. And the third step is to take inspired action and move into the direction of being the person that one wants to be. So this can apply to relationships. This can apply to work. This can apply to family. This can apply to money, right? Like, you know, how many times have, have we given our money away? Or maybe, you know, I just did a podcast last week. I've, I've been doing a lot actually lately and about two to four a week and podcasting. And so last week I was one, on one about money and it was very real and really transparent. We were talking about bankruptcy and how both she and I had uh, the host and I both had experiences and I could, you know, I could still hang on to that story that I was a piece of garbage because I filed bankruptcy 11 years ago or whatever there was 10 years ago, you know, and I could hang on to that. And I learned the lesson. And if it ever happens again, which God knows with everything going on now, <laughs> I don't know, you know, like I've had to ask myself, what happens if it happens again? And I thought, you know what? That doesn't define me. Like, it doesn't define who I am. And if someone is listening right now and made some bad choices in their life, like, forgive yourself and have compassion because you did the best you could with what you had at the time. And compassion is really, really, really important because I feel that we're all here as messengers of the light and of, you know, a higher, a higher entity. I do believe in spirit and I believe in the universe and I believe that we're all here on a mission and on assignment to live our best lives. And how we do that is not necessarily scripted. Like we get to choose, right? If someone's really good at music, but they prefer art. They have the opportunity to do art. They don't have to do music, right? But the gift is there, like the backpack. Like your gift is seeing people's wisdom and seeing people's greatness. Like, you know, and, and really I think your, your magic that I've learned from you is that you persevere and you keep going no matter what. And doing the work you do, you inspire other people to do the same because really like what is their excuse you know and I've thought about yeah. you many times where I'm like you know just going to the store and I'm like man I wonder what Max would do in this situation or you know putting my clothes on in the morning getting dressed and I thought about you and Orly the other day and I was like wow like you know I get to see my toothbrush every day I get to see the trees like and at the same time like what I've learned is that anytime we have what what is considered a disability, sometimes even our own predetermined or pre-conditioned um, our versions of what a disability is, right? Like some people have learning disabilities or whatever they think is a disability. Like it actually heightens our other senses. So what I've heard is people who have limitations with sight, for example, can hear better and yeah. they feel more intuitively. And so it's like, you know, you might have never seen me physically, but you get me like, and we've only spoken a few times, 
you know, and I think I get you. Like, it's pretty beautiful that people can connect in such profound ways. And I think that's another reason why I'm so grateful to the coronavirus right now, because the connections that I've been able to witness and to create as a result of what's happening is only because people heart, people's hearts are open now and because people need each other. Like we can't, we can't function in society without each other. The, the world wasn't designed that way. I don't believe. No, it wasn't. Um, I've spoken many times on interdependence, a subject that I first learned about from Tom Sullivan, who he doesn't call himself a blind entertainer. He calls himself an entertainer, documentary filmmaker, uh, singer, arranger who happens to be blind. And he wrote about the whole idea of interdependence in a book called uh, Seeing Lessons, uh, Lessons I Learned in the Dark. It's a great book about the value of interdependence and how we're not intended to do things all by ourselves in this world. And from that, I came up with the following expression, which is when we refuse to ask for help, we rob the other person of the joy they would have received from helping us. And I find that really works well with sighted people trying to explain it to them because it allows them to put, their, to put themselves in the position of the other person rather than thinking about, well, how bad am I going to look if I ask for help? Instead, they think about, well, how good am I going to make the other person feel by asking somebody who, who knows the answer if they'll help me with this particular situation? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the magic of that is to, like you said, support each other, which is a gift, really, because there's going to be areas in my life where I need help. And it really is, it's, it's amazing what we can learn from each other, right? Like, imagine if we didn't, have the opportunity to connect and all these times that you've shown up for me and you've been there with me, right? Metaphorically or energetically. And like just being able to touch each other in such a profound way. Like right now when I meditate, when I'm teaching yoga, I'm thinking and praying for people all around the world. And now I'm, I've always done that, but even more so now, like I'm very intentional and mindful about praying and sending light through Reiki and through meditation with my students to other places in the world. Like every day now I've been doing a, a short meditation on my Facebook page, <clears throat> which is free. So if anyone's listening and you know, is interested, please feel free to, um, yeah. to reach out. And it's I been was actually amazing. Listening to your, I was actually listening to the one you posted today before I came over here to, to, to my computer to, to, uh, to talk with you. And so I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting. You were telling people that even doing their garbage can be, can be helpful at this particular time. I'm like, I don't know if people are going to go that far and believe that one, but it's a, it's a, it's a good idea. It's a great intention. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I do recommend that they check out your daily meditations and uh, we'll definitely include a link in the blog post when to your Facebook group. And I will also share that on my Facebook uh, community as often as uh, I can, and if you will tag me when you when you're about to go live, I'll be sure to be sure to repost those for you because because I've been very impressed with them. So, um, before I Thank ask my you. next, well, you're welcome. It's it's you know it's it's one of those things we talked about before we started recording that quite often people in the world just don't tell other people uh, when they've done something that we appreciate. And that if we fail to tell them, we're, we're making the world worse. We're making things harder on ourselves because quite often a kind word 
that tells somebody, hey, I really love what you're doing, is more important to them continuing to do that thing than you writing them a check. It's yeah. true. And we never know how, how, how we affect other people. And I feel that's part of what makes the mystery of life so fascinating is that we don't know the ripple effect we can have on someone else, whether it's a kind word or holding the door for someone like nobody is underneath anybody. Like everyone is equal, right? Right now, everybody's going through this crisis. Everybody's going through the inconvenience, right? And I, it might, you know, I think the funniest part about everything going on in the world right now is the toilet paper situation in America, right? Because <laughs> Americans were so, I'm going to just call it like I see it, we're spoiled. And we have everything, right? We have everything we could imagine, right? We're one of the richest nations in the world up until now, right? I don't know how long that's going to last, but we are at the moment and, <clears throat> or have been many times. And it's so beautiful that now we get to be humble enough to say, we don't have paper to wipe our tissues, right? Like that doesn't make us better or worse than anybody. It's like everyone the same, you know what I mean? And, um, and the truth is, it doesn't matter if you're yeah. a celebrity rich or you're broke and you don't have money like everybody is in the same pool and it's it cracks me up because definitely the universe has a sense of humor and um it's just been really funny to see how people are treating each other and being so i think considerate in most cases like that's been my experience and that's what i i hold the vision is that we can be loving and kind to each other especially when we don't have the same experiences. Like if I can have compassion for you, not, not just because of your condition, but because you're human, like period. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to yeah. be because of anything other than we all breathe that same air. And, you know, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm so fortunate and I feel really privileged that I can teach because being in real estate, you know, it's, it's real estate is a very, um, tactical and very tangible product, right? So property, there's all deadlines and contracts and people are kind of buttheads sometimes, pardon my French, they're not always <laughs> nice to each other, you know, buyers and sellers, one is trying to outweigh the other. And my whole mantra has always been win, win or no deal. Like if I can't create a win, win, nobody wins, right? Because if I have yeah. to make someone yeah. upset in order to make the deal happen, that's not really making me happy. And that's not making my clients happy. And it's, I'm not going to say that it happens every time because it doesn't, but my job, my mission in life is to give people an experience as much as possible of peace and smooth. And so that's what's been, you know, my mission throughout my career and, and in my yoga and mindfulness and coaching work, it's the same thing. And, um, you know, I now have a tool that I, it's called the soul language journey and it's a beautiful process that helps people reconnect with their spirit. And it's, you know, it's very airy fairy. I call it very woo woo, but um, <laughs> it's amazing because it's, it's pretty profound and, uh, and it's brought me to this moment, you know, it's brought me to the, to the communities that I'm in. And, you know, I feel really fortunate now to be in the podcast community because it's, it's just really cool to see people on a mission communicating their messages and their gifts, whatever it is, you know, like it yeah. could be, underwater basket weaving right there's like podcasts for everything <laughs> nowadays it's like it doesn't matter you know I used, but... to, 
Underwater basket weaving used to be a euphemism for somebody who who was doing nothing with their life. That used to be like the expression of you, the 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 ultimate the ultimate loser in the world was somebody who was into underwater basket weaving. That used to be the expression when I was younger. So, um, I'm actually having a conversation with uh, with Regina from innerpeacenow.com. And uh, she really does want to help people find inner peace in their lives, their communities, and hopefully throughout the world. And as it's happened a couple of times recently, I think I'm losing control of my own show, but uh, that's, that is part of the What's Your Excuse brand. It's, I tell people when they come on this show that we do tangents, long stories, and, you know, and, and, uh, and, cra- and crazy messes. So um, let's, um, one thing that, us podcasters have been encouraged to do is to let people know uh, where we are and how we're doing. So I'm going to go first and then you can follow me. And I want you to talk something about how people can best um, adapt to or, or maintain their, their inner peace through this Corona thing. Me personally, uh, I am recording this from my bedroom in Conroe, Texas. The only difference between now and every other day that I record this podcast is today I'm actually mentioning the room instead of just sitting here and ignoring it. I'm in good health. Uh, My entire family is doing well. Uh, I have one aunt who's been suffering from cancer who's actually doing better, but that has nothing to do with Corona. Uh, My good friend, Joe Pardo, recently found out that his uh, mother and him were both negative for Corona. They were showing some symptoms, but thankfully their tests came back negative. So uh, we don't know what they have, but we're assuming they're gonna get better quickly because they don't have Corona. So. Let people know that where you're at and how you're doing and how the people around you are doing. And then let's talk a little bit about how they can, how they can keep their inner peace during Corona. Yeah, I'd love that. And thank you so much. I do want to make one small correction only because it's kind of important. So um, the name of my website is actually internal peace now. And the only reason that that's important is because there's a guy in the UK that owns inner peace now. Uh, I'm sorry, innerpeace.com. So well, I don't I'm want glad, to take credit away from him. <laughs> well, I'm glad you corrected me because two days ago I did a podcast where the entire episode I used one website. And at the end, the gentleman said, you know, that is my website. I do have a, I do have a profile there, but here's the website I would really prefer you use. So I will try not to get it messed up again. Internalpeacenow.com. Yeah, no so, worries. And I, and I actually like the name of that website. I think it's great. Um, inner peace now, but I've had internal peace now, even since before I knew that he had one. So it's, it's all good. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's the same mission, which is to help support people. And yeah, I love the work I do. I feel super fortunate. A great way to reach me actually is by texting. For those of you that are listening on your phones or have your phones nearby, you can text the word yoga to 64600. It's a five digit code. Again, that's 64600. You can text the word yoga. I do offer a free gift on there. And it's a a free gift on how to access internal peace now, not later. And um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn. You can find me at Yogi Real Estate Reg with an underscore. And um, really passionate and happy about helping support people. I'm a speaker and author. And I love teaching people how to access inner peace and, you know, changing the way we look at inner, inner peace and the way we experience it. 
All righty. And, and uh, like I say, how, how are you and your family doing? Are y'all all well, um, physically well yes. at least? Yes, thank you so much for asking. So my mom, um, surprisingly, my mom and dad were both very ill last year. One was um, going through cancer. My mom had cancer the second time. And my dad, subsequently, a month after she started chemo, we found out had a brain tumor. And he had six months, they gave him six months to live. And it was very eye-opening. And so um, coronavirus ain't got nothing on our family because <laughs> we have some major survivors in our family. So everybody's doing well. Um, mom and dad are doing very, very well. They're actually, as I say, when I hear them arguing, that's a great sign because they're both kicking and they're, you know, they're, <laughs> they're doing what they do best. So I, I laugh and I say, okay, you guys are fine. And then I leave the room and I, I yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, so, and so how, good, good. And so, and some things people can think about while they're being, uh, while they're trying to make it through this corona, because we, you know, now know that they want us to uh, continue the social distancing until at least the end of April, and people are already starting to show signs of stress just into the beginning of the end of March and beginning of April. Just this morning, I heard on the news that um, divorce attorneys are receiving. Um, just incredible numbers of inquiries uh, from people who are have decided after a few weeks of, of being locked in together that they can no longer live with each other. So so help us survive Corona since, since the internalpeacenow.com lady should be perfect at this. Yeah, and I'm, I'm only laughing because that's so relevant, right? It's like, that just goes to show that it's not, it's not it, you know, like, yeah, that just cracks me up because at the end of the day, we're human beings and, you know, we can't, we can't get away from reality in the sense that leaving your partner is not going to give you necessarily inner peace. Now, I'm not saying that people should leave their partners or stay. I'm saying find the inner peace in yourself and change what in yourself you don't like, and then you can decide to leave or stay. And if that's, what people are looking for, that's where I would love to help them because my goal is to work with people, you know, that are conscious and, and mindful enough to take responsibility for their lives and not make excuses. So anybody that's listening, that's ready to really step into their power and really wants to live the life that they feel they deserve and that they're destined to live. That's what I do. And I, and I know you do it too, because otherwise you wouldn't have people like me on and uh and that's what you're doing you know you're taking your life into your own hands and i think that's brilliant yeah and like i say some 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 other other than your 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 approach you, you have any just uh suggestions for the corona sufferers out there besides not hoarding toilet paper yes yes um so number one to all the all the people that might believe they have it or do have it you know we wish them of course, um, sending them love and light, and may they may they heal quickly. And praying for them, and for those that are concerned um, about others and their loved ones, I feel the best advice, the best medicine right now that we could do is staying positive and being happy. So whether it's laughter, music, art, you know, really finding the joy in our lives because that's what's going to set us free, and that's what's going to help the people around us that may be sick get better because we are the light for them. And there's going to be a lot of people that are, you know, we're all, we're all going to go through, I mean, we're all going through this together. And so I've been 
telling people, you know, act as if everyone has it, right? Be careful, be safe. Um, you know, when you do go out, be smart. And, and if you're over a certain age or you feel that you may have something or that you're sensitive, wear a mask. You know, be be mindful of the of the signs and otherwise don't go out if you don't have to. And um, you know, let's take care of each other so that we can continue to prosper. Well, me personally, I remember 2008, 2009, and the thing that I remember from that period after uh, a few years down the road was the number of people who felt like they were finally free to uh, to invest in a hobby, to follow a passion, to start a new business. A lot of people, they were forced out of their jobs and some of them out of their homes. And what I'm personally hoping is that Corona ends up being a, having a similar effect, that it frees people from some of their obligations. It allows them to think maybe in a way they haven't thought in a long time and that they start doing things like creative uh, work that you mentioned in painting, uh, singing, dancing, I think it would be really cool if uh, Corona led to somewhat of a new, of another renaissance of creativity from authors, musicians, filmmakers, etc. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and I agree with you. I think what a wonderful blessing if we can, and when, not if, because I do believe we can, it's, it's such a blessing when we're able to see the gifts. And I really do feel that there's many, many, many gifts available to us through the virus, both physically and energetically. And we're just, it's up to us to see them. And I know that your audience is wise enough to see them. And if you're not sure, you know, talk to Max, because I'm sure he can give you some insight. Talk to me, um, talk to any of the guests, really, probably you could listen to any episode and you could find some tools and some, some gifts of wisdom to enlighten because there really is some amazing opportunities here. And, and I do, I, I feel like you do that. It's an opportunity to invest in ourselves and to engage in activities that we wouldn't have otherwise thought of, you know, like right now I see so many people riding their bicycles outside and spending time with their kids and, you know, reconnecting and cleaning and organizing and, you know, how, how, I mean, honestly, how often do we say, Oh, if I only had more time, right. <laughs> And yes. like, here it is, like everything's closed. You have nowhere to be like, you know, basically everyone's having a forced vacation for a month. Like it's pretty awesome, you know, and, and whatever the bills are going to work themselves out. And, you know, um, you know, I was on the phone this morning with the bank. I was super frustrated because they charged me for something that they said they weren't going to charge me for. And I'm like, I don't have any income right now. Like everything's been halted, you know? And, and then the other part of it, it's like, I got caught in the, in the trap for a moment and I started, you know, thinking about it. And then I thought, you know what? I practiced my one, two, three. I said, choose. I want to choose joy right now. And while I was on the call, I, I practiced that process. One, two, three steps. Choose joy, let go of the past and take inspired action. And I held to that. And by the end of the call, I got what I needed. And the, the, the situation was reversed. And the woman on the phone was compassionate and kind and understanding. And it was a beautiful thing, you know, and then, and then a half an hour later, so funny, half an hour later, after I got off the phone, I got a message from a client saying that they were ready to move forward. So just allow, you know, allow the process 
and uh, and watch the magic unfold. That's what I would let people. Um, that would be my my advice is just let right. let let go and and watch what happens. You know. Right and. And how is the coronavirus affecting your business right now? My guess is it's probably harder on the real estate because a lot of people don't have don't have income and don't have the inclination to to look to buy or sell. But maybe it's a, a better time for you as a coach. I'm just curious as to how you're managing uh, the, your various businesses at this time. Yeah, so that is a really great question. On the on the um, real estate side, it's true. It's a little bit more um of a challenge but it's definitely still happening we have a lot of people that are you know interested like we have investors that are looking and um you know i'm very fortunate because i work with a virtual real estate company so i've positioned myself to work with a company that is ahead of the curve and that's another area of expertise i i do coach realtors and people in the real estate business so if anyone has questions with that i'd be delighted to share with them some tools but you know, I think it goes back to mindset is we just have to pivot. You know, there's always going to be people that are able to see the opportunities in the midst of the changes. And then there's people that will always be negative Nancy and they'll always find something wrong. And there's been many times in my life where I was that person, but I've, I've decided and I've learned that that doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve others. So I choose to look at things from a positive light as much as possible. And even the real estate business, there's people closing deals, you know, so why not me? Why not my client? <laughs> so like today, I was, I was literally just talking to a client that's interested in purchasing some property in Orlando. And, um, you know, not everything is stopped. You know, a lot of things are paused, but we're still going to, people still need places to live. And they always will. We always need roofs over our heads. And, um, it's just going to closings are going to take a little longer and they might be a little different than we expected, but, but we're still doing, doing business, which is great. Yeah. People want peace in business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things that, that got me started on my own was helping people sell used amusement equipment. And I still help people do that. And just this morning, I opened up an email from one of the groups that I'm a member of. And the headline was, uh, two two particular carnival companies have announced they're purchasing new new equipment and oh cool and uh, and of course you know all of those companies are out of business they're some of them are stuck in parts of the country because they were there and weren't allowed to set up or were told to get their stuff down but there are some companies that you know like my cousin who's out of corpus some of his stuff is in north texas still so but i just thought you know well couple of these bigger companies they are still buying new equipment and while it may not be any easier than it's always been to sell carnival rides or amusement park rides it's it's again it's proof that there are some people out there who have decided that they're going to going to go ahead and find uh something positive in this situation who knows maybe they're taking advantage of those zero interest loans that the fed's handing out i don't know um Okay, one other thing I wanted to get to, though, is before we started, we talked about how you recently um, have kind of tipped your, have kind of put your toes in the water of uh, podcasting, and that you, uh, when you started, and even now, you don't generally cons call it a podcast or consider it a podcast. You think of it as a video blog or a vlog or 
I'm just doing Facebook uh, live doing meditations. And I think that that's just a great example for people that are watching because it's a reminder that whether or not something is difficult, a lot of times comes down to what we call it and how we see it in our minds. So I just was hoping you could share a little bit about your process of becoming a podcaster or whatever you're calling yourself and how you think that applies to your message as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for asking. So I, I do a lot of video. And so I realized like blog, I call it blog casting. Uh, basically a blog is a written kind of, I call it a public journal or a public diary, right? It's basically right. just a, a form of writing that you share with the world. So I used to, to blog and I, I've been a writer for a lot of my life. And then I started doing video quite naturally. And, and then I stopped because I was like, no, no, I had all these hangups about being on, on video and online and all this stuff. So I didn't do it for a long time. And then I realized that I was doing it, but I didn't own it. I didn't like step into it and <laughs> claim it, but I was doing it. And then I got on this whole train with the uh, podcasting. And then I realized like, wait, blogging, using a video to, to journal, quote unquote, or document a journey is a blog, right? You just replace the, the blog with a B, like boy, with a V for Victor. Right. So a blog for those listening is a message that you deliver via video. And then a, a podcast is audio. So if you just replace the pod with the, which is audio with a blog, which is blog casting. So it's basically just a, a video diary, I call it, or a video journaling. And so I've really enjoyed wow. it. And you can actually extract the video and make it audio. So it's really cool. And it's, it's really easy. You know, I think it goes back to just claiming and saying, declaring, like, I'm going to do this. And that's that, you know, and not making a whole story about it, because we do, we're human. And we come up with all kinds of excuses, not intentionally, but our minds do our minds come up with excuses on why we can't do things. And in reality, we're probably already doing those things. So we just don't realize that we are. Exactly. And what were some of your hangups about recording video? Oh, all kinds of stuff. Um, my hair is a mess, my voice, whatever. Um, maybe if I had a, a zit that day, you know, I mean, all kinds of things. And then I realized, like, honestly, nobody really cares. And there's a saying that one of my coaches said a couple years ago, and it's funny because I just recently started using it again. And then I remembered that she's the one who taught it to me. And it, it's none of my business what others think about me. And that's the okay. truth. Okay. Is it's in other words, like it's no, it's nobody's business. If others are judging me, that's their problem, and it's my problem if I judge myself, because if I think that my message is so important, or let me take that, let me take that back. If if the way that I look or the way that I sound trumps the message, then I'm probably not that connected to my message anyway. Like if my message is important enough for the masses to hear it, it really doesn't matter what I look or sound like. I just need to be effective and efficient enough in my delivery because it's not about me. It's about the message. Yeah. And I think that that is very common that people do things with, uh, without thinking about what they're doing and they only become scary when they realize, Oh, wait a minute, I've been doing a podcast or I've been doing a vlog 
or I've, uh, I've been giving workshops. Um, the first time it ever happened to me was when I realized I was building, I had built an email list without knowing that that was what I was doing. And then once I knew what it was, I was like, wait a minute, there are supposed to be rules. I'm supposed to have to do other stuff in order to be, in order to be getting people to give me their email addresses and stuff like that. So there's, we do tend to uh, tend to get into our, our own heads and cause ourselves problems based on wh what other people, what other people may think about what we're doing or how we're doing it. Exactly. So true. So I true. Like and that, yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna add it. I think that goes back to just being really connected to our, to our why and our mission and knowing that we're here to serve others. That's more important. Well, for me, it usually comes down to just realizing that um, I can't do it any better than I'm doing it. So if they don't like it, then we're both in trouble because it's not like I can improve on it right that minute. You know, I'm very, very kind to myself when it comes to uh, accepting, as you said earlier in the interview, um, the decision you make at the time with the information you have today. So um, I like what Bobby Bones said in his book. Um, he said that the truth of the matter is, is the majority of people really just don't care all that much about, about what you're doing to the point that the point that you, you should worry about what they think. Right. Exactly. Just go out there and make a difference and do your best. Like you said, it's, it's really that simple. And I think anything different than that is that's just overcomplicating the process. Yep. You ne we never, we should never underestimate the ability of humans to make simple things hard. And as far as I know of, nobody said that, but I'm thinking about claiming it. Well, I second that. I think you deserve it. If nobody's yeah. claimed it yet, it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's all mine. Now, you're, you're an author and a speaker. So uh, what's, the, what's the name of your most recent book? And um, how, has, how did the process of writing go for you? Um, it went well. I'm actually, I'm in the middle of another book. Um, and I'm actually, it's funny because I'm so honored. I have another, another podcast actually shortly and, and I'm just looking at, uh, noticing how the time is today. It's been one of those beautiful Mondays, um, where time has just been speeding by. So yeah, it's been a fun process. The book that I actually, I have two books that I've published or I've been published in, and this, um, third book that I'm working on is going to be more of my own anthology, so to speak, my own process and biography but the other two were compilation books and they were all about people overcoming the darkness in their lives and coming through to the other side and in the light well collaboration book pro pro projects can be a great way to get started writing and telling your story in the written word even for even for people who did come from blogging um what's the, have you got a name yet for the next book the one that's going to be more you I have a couple names, yeah, that I've been throwing out. Um, nothing quite concrete just yet, but I promise I will definitely share share as it comes to fruition. Just kind of kicking some stuff around so far. Yeah, writing a book is easy. Coming up, coming up with the name for them and the and the cover art and that sort of stuff is where it gets is where it gets hard, in my opinion. You know, those are. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have to be going, what is and what is the one thing that you would want people to remember out of everything you've said so far today? What would that one thing be? 
Wow, the one thing, there's so much, but the one thing is just, you know, most important is keep it simple and choose, choose to be happy because that's what we're here for. All right. Again, choose to be happy. Decide to be happy. Yeah. And you can find her again at internalpeacenow.com. And I'm sure all her social media stuff is on the website. Or if it isn't, it'll be in the blog post. So thank you very much for uh, being with me today here on What's Your Excuse? And I uh, hope you have a really good day. You rock, Mac. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who's listening. Have a wonderful day. Well, I just noticed something. On my Zoom account, I have my website down there. But if y'all would look down at the bottom of the screen while we were talking or whenever she was talking, it would say her name and uh, yoga, inner peace, and then it would, or inner peace now or something like that. And then beside that, it had that phone number, the five digit number, and that you should text yoga to it. So um, uh, I'm kind of, that's kind of a cool idea. I had never thought of before my email uh, provider doesn't allow me to have people sign up to my mailing list using text messages. But for people who do, changing your Zoom thing um, could be a good deal. Now, yeah, I know I got off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Some it just I just heard it through my screen reader as I was about to start recording the end of the show, and uh, I had to say something about it. So I'm I'm kind of impressed um, uh, for Regina for doing it because it's uh, a little bit more than. And I, I thought I had a cool idea when I put my website up there. So the most important thing we learned from Regina today is choice, decisions, that we have to decide to be positive, to find the good in ourselves and in others, to find the uh, positive effects of an experience of people, places, things we're doing, that we have to decide to let go of the things that no longer serve us or people and events that didn't go as well as we hoped they would. Uh, and that we have to decide to take some sort of action moving forward into the future. And I think these are things I've personally believed in for a while and talked about some of myself, but she really brings it home that it is all about deciding uh, and doing it now. Which is probably one of the reasons why she likes the idea of my show is because a lot of people know some of the things that, about their personality that they should be working on, um, or they know that of a goal or a, a dream they have that, like she said, they, they say, when I get the, my next raise, when I get a better job, when the kids leave the house, when I retire, when I get my social security money, uh, all these things about someday that you can actually take action and move towards whatever goal it is you've had for yourself. So decide and decide now. And let's take advantage of this moment in time. I know that a lot of people out there are struggling with Corona. I know there are people sick and dying and those who have already passed on. I know there are businesses that have been affected, uh, mom and pop companies, small businesses that will probably never be the same. I know people have lost their jobs and they're having to depend on government money, unemployment benefits, tax returns, etc it's not easy. Um, and people don't like being at home. Uh, it's like I once said about a diet. Most anybody can live with a diet for two weeks or a month. But as people, we have a hard time 
doing anything for much longer than that unless we make it part of us and consider it as a, a lifestyle and a change of how we live. So let's try to think about this corona, for those of you who can, think about it this way. It's an opportunity to decide, to take the time to think about who you are, how you got here, what are the mechanisms you use that serve you, and what are the mechanisms that, use, that you use that keep you stuck where you are, and to try to make some small changes in ourselves. You notice I said ourselves because I need to do better too. Uh, I am not as consistent on posting my podcast episodes or sending out emails as I should be. And I'm very bad about returning uh, messages on Facebook and text messages and sometimes even answering my phone. Uh, I went so long without a phone that I'm not one of those people who has to answer it or the world will come to an end. So we all have things about ourselves we need to evaluate and decide whether or not they still serve us. They can be little things, they can be big things. Let's please try to find the best in ourselves, the best in our friends, our family, our loved ones, the best in our coworkers. It's out there. We just have to decide it's out there and keep looking until we find it. And I really appreciate uh, Regina for coming on the show and talking about these things. I honestly don't understand or don't know how I managed to have such a deep effect on her. I, I accept that I can, and I believe that I did. I mean, I really appreciate the ability to inspire others. Um, I just don't remember all of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Regina, if you watch this later. I, I, uh, but that goes back to something else me and her talked about before we started. A lot of times, a podcaster, a vlogger, a blogger, an author, they do things that affect your lives, but you don't feel comfortable letting them know about it. You don't take the time to do so. So reach out to her through her website. Reach out to me via my website or my email address. It's just ask at theblindblogger.net. Um, reach out to me on social media, on Twitter or Facebook, and be more than happy to have a conversation to see if I can help you in some small way. Uh, if I've done something that encourages you or inspires you, send me a note. Um, if there's something you've been struggling with and you would like my opinion, send me a note. If you need a, an inspiring, uplifting, positive type person in your community to help balance out some of the negative voices in your life, send me a note. I do look forward to hearing from you. I do hope you will uh, visit my sponsor, Chip Edwards at createmyvoice.com or Alexa Play, Create My Voice or Google Talk to Create My Voice, createmyvoice.com. They're great people. They will help you get your blog, blog, podcast up and running with Alexa and Google so you can reach all those millions of millions of people that get their content by way of audio instead of by looking at computer screens or even looking at their phones anymore. Uh, really appreciate the work he's done for me and my website and also just the friendship I've received from him and his wife, Pam. We've spoken at similar events. We've shared meals and uh, really we help each other. It's far more than them just being my sponsor. So create my voice.com. And I, would be happy to work with y'all on getting you more exposure by booking you on podcasts, radio shows, or virtual summits, uh, connecting you with online magazines, or, or helping you make contributions to news articles, 
or even submitting to book collaborations, uh, Facebook Live events, etc. cetera. Uh, I have a new thing called eight weeks at theblindblogger.net slash eight weeks, the number eight, where it's a combination of uh, coaching you to be a good guest, helping you understand your story and learning how to tell it better, uh, giving you some sample questions on video and audio so you can practice and record them for, for future playback, um, helping you get ready for your first interview, uh, booking you on several podcasts or radio shows, and then following up with you after each of those broadcasts or each of those recordings so that you can know what you did well, what you did poorly, and help you uh, come up with better answers to questions that you're going to receive on a regular basis. I honestly believe podcast interviews are the most fun, most energizing way to promote my business. It's how I keep doing it. I, I've Besides hosting my own show, I do at least four or five podcasts a month, sometimes more, and probably book my clients on twice that many. And I would love to help you tell your story. So you can go to theblindblogger.net slash eight weeks. That's the number eight, W-E-E-K-S. And um, uh, till next time, thank you and take care out there. Too many times we stand aside and let the water slip away to what we put off to tomorrow has finally come today so don't stand upon the shoreline and say you're satisfied choose to chance the rapids and dare to dance the tide